0: Destroy this temple, and in three days, I will raise it up. Good morning, Christian America. This is the moment in which Jesus runs the money changers out of the temple. He cleanses the temple, and he declares that he himself, his temple, his body, is the center of our worship. Let's get into scripture today, the Gospel of John chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 13. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. We do that by hopefully bringing you some inspiration, some education, and some information on scripture. We do that in a variety of different ways. This podcast is one of them. Um, another way is the Christian American t-shirt company at christianamericantees.com, where you can pick up some Christian American apparel and show the world that you put Christ in, and the love of your country at the forefront of your lives. We don't ask for donations. We simply ask for your participation. And with that, friends, we want to segue that into this passage, because the passage that we're going to cover today in the gospel of John, uh, chapter two, starting at verse 13, is Jesus cleansing the temple. So one of the reasons why we don't ask for donations, because we feel it kind of uh, inauthentic to ask for donations, especially when you read passages like we we're about to, and I'm about to show it to you, where Jesus runs the people trying to make money in the temple off the, off the old covenant, and he fastens cords is what scripture says, what John recalls in his gospel, that he fashions cords and he runs the money changers and those selling items in the temple. They are taking advantage of the people who are coming to Passover to sacrifice their animals in the the ways of the old covenant, in the ways of the old Testament. And what Jesus does is he upends that and he lets us know that he is the center of all worship. So let's get into the word of God today. Just briefly, friends, I'd ask you to turn to your Bibles, Uh, the gospel of John chapter two, verse 13. It says, since the Passover of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area, those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and the oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables and to those who sold doves he said take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace his disciples recalled the words of scripture zeal for your house will consume me At this, the Jews answered and said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they came to believe the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. While he was in Jerusalem for the feast of Passover, many began to believe in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus would not trust himself to them because he knew them all and did not need anyone to testify about human nature he himself understood it well now there's a few items that we want to talk about briefly this morning as we cover this portion of scripture first and foremost recognize the setting well before that recognize John as the disciple as the beloved one as the one who was there at the beginning of Jesus's ministry all the way to the end Even there at the foot of the cross, he was at the empty tomb. He was in the upper room when Jesus uh, appeared to his disciples. And he was there present when Jesus ascended. Into heaven, So he's seen the whole thing. He lives the longest of the original 12 apostles. So in his gospel, it's not chronological. It's not the one of the synoptic gospels that the other three are. John's gospel, as you can tell the way that it's written, is a lot of or is partially um, reflectionary on what he knows that has already taken place. And he's revisiting that. As to say, during this time, Jesus did these things so that later on, when Jesus's fulfillment was revealed to them, he's he's able to document it and say, this is what he meant. They probably didn't know it at the time, but after the resurrection, after his teaching, after the end of Jesus's ministry on earth, he's able to recall and say, this is why he did the things that he did. He said the things that he said. So that's the framing of this passage. Second, he recalls that Jesus going to the going into the temple at the time of Passover, where there's a bunch of people of uh, the Jewish tradition of Passover sacrificing animals uh, in the old tradition, uh, in 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 a reflection and a remembrance of the angel of death passing over the Jewish people when, uh, when God struck down Egypt's firstborn children. And so that is the celebration in which they're coming uh, into Jerusalem. And upon coming into the temple, into the house of God, what happens? Jesus sees people selling things. He sees the temple, a place of worship, his father's house. It's turned into a marketplace. And not just a marketplace, but a marketplace of animals that are desecrating the temple, a marketplace where money changers are changing the various currencies, taking their profits in between uh, the exchange rates, similar to what banks do today and, and money changers do today, making a profit off of the poor's sacrifice to God. And he's upset about this. And And so what does he do? He fashions cords uh, and, and makes whips. And runs the money changers off. He turns over their tables. He is righteously upset at what's taking place in his father's house. So when people say, though, that Jesus never, never got angry, I would point them to John chapter two, verse 13, because he was righteous In his anger because they have desecrated the temple. We see that today in our churches. We see people that desecrate the houses of worship, either vandals from external people that are uh, vandalizing statues of Jesus and his family and the holy family and saints of the church, whether it be atheists who attack the church verbally, rhetorically, physically. Um, And then within the church, there are people sitting in the pews. There are people at the pulpit that are intentionally trying to tear down the teaching of Jesus. They're intentionally trying to tear down and make a marketplace, make money, make prestige, make a name for themselves off of God's house. And Jesus has something prepared for those people. I would argue that there could be a a good argument made that something of the same fate as these money changers, as these people making the marketplace, what Jesus did to them, he could easily do to those perpetrating the same scams If I should use that word, uh, perpetrating the same corruption within the houses of worship this very day and trying to change that word, the word of his father, the word of him, his example into something that fits a way that they can make money or fame or prestige off of his house. And so if we continue down this passage, we see that after he does that, John recognizes and the disciples recognize Psalms 69, where the phrase says, I will have zeal for my father's house. Again, they didn't recognize that until later, but then when the people ask for a sign, they have the nerve to ask Jesus for a sign, what, By show us a sign about why you're doing this and. Uh, his answer is to say, "Destroy the temple, and I will raise it for three days." His disciples, John admits, his disciples essentially didn't know what he was talking about right then and there. It wasn't until after he was raised after three days from death to uh, and 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 was fully resurrected that they were able to remember these things took place and that Jesus said these things in that phrase. Un- Unknowingly to everyone else around him, Jesus is saying that the temple, the building, the bricks, the windows, the church, the pews, the rugs, the the individuals, they're not the center of worship. I am the center of worship that is his message that Jesus himself is the center of worship and that his body is the temple and that if you tear it down which they do he will raise it in 3 days which he does and it's an, it's important that we understand that because we can get caught up into thinking that our church is the building in which Uh, we go to on Sundays or for an hour a week, whenever it is that you go, we, we can fall into the trap that the pastor or the preacher or the person that sits uh, at the pulpit or stands in the pulpit and gives reflection that recites the word of God is quote unquote, the church. The church is not one man. The church is one God. And that is Jesus Christ one in three. And so I think we'll leave it there today. Uh, and that'll give you plenty of time to ponder on this passage, read it and then reread it and think about how your church leadership and the people within your congregations, where would they be if they were in Jesus's time? Would they be exchanging money? Would they be trying to make money off the Lord? Or would they be following Jesus with having left everything behind? Friends, if you like what we're trying to do, if you support this mission, again, we don't ask for donations. We just ask for your participation. Like, share, subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Rumble channel. Um, And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Friday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.